With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi folks, welcome to another Friday episode of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast, which is brought to you by Fantasy Football Scouts. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. Press the record button just as the last few pressers are finishing up on Friday afternoon. The Game Week 37 deadline, which is a double game week, is at 11am UK time on Saturday, which is 90 minutes before Tottenham versus Brentford kicks off. I'm sure there will be more cane pain for non-owners in that one, while Ivan Tony begins his mega eight-month ban. Double game week for Manchester City, Manchester United, Brighton and Chelsea, and I hope this is the last double game week for a very, very long time. On today's episode, I'll round up the pressers, answer questions from Twitter, discuss the captaincy and talk you through my transfer plans for the game week. The team news for Game Week 37, Arsenal is the first stop, Martinelli and Zinchenko have been ruled out for the season, so possibly short-term punts on Kieran Tierney and Leandro Trossard could be decent for those of you who are chasing. At Aston Villa, Philip Coutinho unlikely to play again this season, nothing of note at Bournemouth. Brentford, as mentioned, Tony's gone for eight months, won't play until January 2024. Pontus Janssen and Christian Norgaard are unlikely to feature in the final two matches. At Brighton, the Zerbi said Colwell was just rested in the most recent game, so he'll probably come straight back in at centre-back. At Chelsea, nothing majorly new there. Barry Sheely has joined the injury list, though. He's going to miss out. The likes of James, Chilwell and Mason Mount are still on the sidelines. At Crystal Palace, Wilfred Zaha is unlikely to feature again this season. So if you are looking for a Crystal Palace attacker, it's probably got to be Eze now with Elise a close second. Jeffrey Slop is also going to miss Game Week 37 with a personal issue. At Everton, Dominic Calvert-Lewin's availability is looking promising, according to Sean Dyche. But Mikalenko is a big doubt. Nothing of notes at either Fulham or Leeds ahead of the weekend. 
At Leicester City, Iheanacho is back in training, so he could make his return to action this game week. Dewsbury Hall is a doubt. At Liverpool, Darwin Nunes has been ruled out again, but Firmino has trained all week and he is available. And we know Firmino is leaving the club in the summer, so surely he's going to get some game time between now and the end of the season. Although, you know, they are important games as Liverpool try and snatch a late Champions League spot. But surely Firmino at some point is going to get some game time. No comments from Pep Guardiola at Manchester City at the time of recording. I've seen a few tweets from a few of the guys who watch the press conferences very closely. There seems to be a, a bit of a mix-up with technology or something at Pep's presser. I think it was muted for a while. So, unfortunately, there is nothing yet from Pep and Manchester City. So keep an eye out on that on Twitter later today and tomorrow morning. I'm sure there'll be some comments floating around. At Manchester United, Ten Hag said Rashford has trained all week but he is ill today and will be assessed before the game at Bournemouth tomorrow. The comments were Rashford trained well the whole week, but today he reported he is ill. We have to see how he recovers during the day and see tomorrow. So it was looking good for Rashford in terms of the fitness stuff, but now we've got an illness to worry about. I think overall, if you have him, you probably just keep him. You start him. Worst case scenario, you're probably going to get one start out of two. Best case scenario, he you know he recovers quickly from the illness and he starts both games. Obviously, important games for United as well in the race for Champions League. So if he's anyway fit, they'll probably give him give him some cowpole, get him on the pitch, and hopefully he'll be fine. So yeah, I think I think you keep Rashford. Maybe it's a slightly different scenario if you don't have Bruno Fernandez. You might be slightly tempted to go Rashford to Bruno now, which I don't mind too much. If you think Rashford misses one game then I think that's absolutely fine. But in my scenario, I've already got both players, so I'm just going to keep Rashford. Varane is available, and McTominay is also back in training. At Newcastle, Murphy hasn't trained. He will be checked. Longstaff remains a doubt. Willock picked up an injury in the midweek game. He's unlikely to feature in the final two matches. Joe Linton also picked up a knock in that game, and Bruno Fernandes was also limping towards the end of it. But there was nothing really specific from Eddie Howe on Joe Linton and Bruno Gomares. His comments after the game on Thursday were, we've got concerns with Joe Willock, with Joe Linton and with Kieran. So he means Kieran Trippier there. He said, we're hoping that they're not serious, but until we wake up tomorrow, which is today, we will not know. So that's why that's why Trippier is yellow flagged. Basically, he mentioned him in the same sentence as Willock and Joe Linton. So we don't really know what the story is there. Hopefully there's nothing major. And again, Newcastle, a lot to play for. So again, if Trippier is even... 75% fit. I think we'll see him in the starting 11. At Nottingham Forest, Dennis is back in full training. No major news from Southampton, Tottenham, West Ham or Wolves. Although West Ham did brilliantly to qualify for the Europe, European Cup final. So I expect to see some more rotation and man, minutes managed You know, in these final two game weeks ahead of that one. So well done to West Ham. West Ham fans, hope you enjoy that one and hopefully you can get over the line. So that's the team news rounded up ahead of the game week. Question time now. The first one this week is from FPL Just Brill. Those of us who didn't own Callum Wilson during the week were not saying FPL is Just Brill. It was tearing our hair out. Painful moments at this late stage of the season, which resulted in many red arrows. Well done if you did have Wilson, though, and a special shout out to Wilson Captainers. What a rank climb, a mini league climb that must have been this week. Question from Just Brill is Is Bruno Fernandes essential for double game week 37? Lots of managers out there don't own Bruno at the moment. 
And for some, it's easy to get him in. For others, it's not so easy. You might need to lose someone like a Mohamed Salah to get Bruno Fernandes, which is not ideal. You'd you'd really want to have both players in the ideal scenario if you're on a free hit for this week, for example. But to get Bruno, even if it's a minus four, I think if you're losing players, you're not feeling overly optimistic about this game week. I think it's absolutely fine. I think you can lose Salah for a free transfer to get Bruno for the two fixtures and a good fixture in Game Week 38. You could also go Salah to Bruno this week. And if you really want Salah for Game Week 38 against Southampton, you could reverse the transfer. But it's it's always dangerous to do that because something else will probably crop up that you need to deal with, an injury or a suspension or something like that or, or potential rotation. Bruno Fernandes, I'm not going to go as far as saying he's essential, but it's one of those where I feel... I wouldn't want to go into the game week without him because his ownership will be high. He's got two games, two decent fixtures, and he's got the penalties. I think he'll be heavily captained by a lot of managers as well. I'm slightly considering the captaincy on him, which I'll come to towards the end of the podcast. So not essential, but if you can get to him in an easy way, I would absolutely do it. I think there will be justifiable minus fours out there this week to get him, but it wouldn't be for a player like Salah. Question from Michael Eliasson. Is Salah to Bruno worth considering if that's the only way to get to Bruno without taking a minus four? So again, similar to the first question, I've probably in a roundabout way covered this already. Is Salah to Bruno worth it if you can't get him unless it's a hit? So I think it probably is. Again, I've kind of played the double game weeks this season. I kind of played them all in the same way where I always back the player with the extra fixture. So in this specific one game week, game week 37, Bruno versus Salah, I'm going to back Bruno to outscore Salah. Obviously, it could go the other way, but I'm always going to back that player with the extra, you know, possibly an extra 90 minutes when it's a player like Bruno because he very rarely gets substituted. So I think it's an absolutely fine transfer. Like I said, if you can get both players, great. But again, if you don't want to take a hit and you really want to have Bruno, in particular, if you really want to captain Bruno, then I think it is fine to lose Salah to do so. Question from FPL Yogi. Is it a good idea to roll the transfer to Game Week 38 if I've got eight doublers... Trent, Salah, and one of Trippier or Isak to start. Yeah, it sounds like that team is in very good shape. Eight doublers, Salah, Trent, and one Newcastle player at home to Leicester. Sounds like a very, very strong team. Obviously, it depends on who those eight doublers are. For example, you don't want to have triple Brighton defence or triple Chelsea. You probably don't even want to have any Chelsea players in that eight. But if you've got the key assets, if you've got good picks from United, good picks from Brighton, if you've got Haaland, maybe one or two more City players as well. Having two free transfers for game week 38 is always nice. But what I would say is don't miss an opportunity this week just because you want two frees for 38. If there's a easy transfer you can make, in particular, to get yourself a good double game week pick, I would probably use it. I'm kind of in favour of using a transfer this week on a double game week player rather than having the luxury of two free transfers for game week 38. So I think there's points to be had when some teams have two fixtures. Now, the way things are going, not too many players are going to get two fixtures, but you know Manchester United players in particular, hopefully Rashford's illness is okay. Bruno will get two starts. Shaw will get two starts. Even De Gea might be an option. So, yeah, I think I'm all for using a transfer this week on a double gaming player rather than having two frees for gaming 38. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Question from FPL Brooklyn. If we have Grealish, what should we do? Should we hold him? Brooklyn is thinking of swapping him for Bruno. So yeah, I would do Grealish to Bruno without giving it too much thought because... You know, both players have three matches left. I say both teams have three matches left. Bruno will get three starts if there's no injury or suspension. Grealish, I think, I, I think best case scenario, you're going to get two starts out of three. I think it's unlikely you'll get three starts out of Grealish with cup finals coming up and the league likely to be wrapped up this weekend. Grealish is a tricky one. I think if you, if you don't have Bruno, it's okay, but anything else is tricky is it worth a transfer Grealish to another Man City midfielder like a Mares or a Foden is it worth Grealish to Anthony at Manchester United do you get a McAllister or a Matoma or something like that I'm not overly keen on the other ones apart from Bruno so I think there's a case of you could just keep Grealish hope you get two starts out of three in the final two game weeks or if you're a bit more aggressive Maybe a punt on someone like Amares who might get more minutes than Grealish. We're, we don't know that for sure. But I just feel like these the fringe Manchester City players who haven't been getting starts in the Champions League, I like those guys more than the likes of Grealish, Gundogan and De Bruyne for, this, for, for these last two game weeks. Now, that could all blow up in our face. Pep could play pretty strong teams in most of the games and maybe the fringe players just remain as fringe players. It's as hard as ever to predict what Pep is going to do. So there's a strong case that you just keep Grealish. Maybe you do roll your transfer in that scenario. And again, maybe you take a bench on the chin in one of these double game week fixtures. But if he gets one start, and if he got 20 or 30 minutes in the other one, I think there's a good chance he might start 38. Because I think the strongest team, I think there's a good chance the strongest team will start 38 in preparation for the cup finals. So yeah, Grealish is a tricky one. Grealish to Bruno, yes. Anything else, I would give it a lot of thought. FPL Bafana asks, After breaking our hearts in Game Week 36, do we stick with Isak for the last two games? And as switching to Wilson now feels like chasing last week's points, what about a punt on Martial or Alvarez? It was very, very painful watching Isak as an Isak captainer in that Newcastle game, playing very wide, not really involved that much. He did have a good header, which was well saved. But apart from that, Wilson very much the central guy, the main man, getting the goals, looking absolutely on it. I think Isak to Wilson is justifiable. If you think Wilson starts against Leicester, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. Maybe we read into minutes too much and fitness and stuff like that. We certainly got punished, those of us who went Isak over Wilson for that reason. Maybe that's something we need to take note for next season. Maybe we... You know, read into minutes too much, and have you know are are too risk averse in certain certain scenarios. But again, that's for for a preseason podcast or a, or end of season podcast. If you want to go Isak to Wilson, I wouldn't stop anyone from doing it because which of those two players do I back to score the most points in the final two game weeks? It's Callum Wilson. But I do also like double game week options. It is nearly the end of the season. You can buy players you wouldn't usually buy because you don't have to keep them for five or six game weeks. So Martial falls into that if you don't already have triple Manchester United. I think I would be considering that move if I didn't already have Shaw, Bruno and Rashford. But I am strongly considering Isak to Alvarez. Now, Alvarez 
to me is probably similar to Grealish. If I got two starts out of three, I would be pretty happy. And then the case is, if you're only expecting two starts out of three out of an Alvarez, why don't I just keep Isak when he's probably going to get two starts? But if I'm being honest, this is a rage transfer. I was very close to rage transferring Isak out right at the final whistle last night. I, I clicked a few buttons and I had to you know, talk myself off the ledge and say, wait for Friday's information just in case anything else crops up. But I think that's probably what I'm going to do tonight. I'm probably going to sell Isak because he annoyed me and he's in my bad books and I fancy a punt on a second Manchester City attacking asset. I've got Haaland, don't have any other City players, so I do fancy Alvarez because I'm happy with my midfield, I'm happy with my defence. I don't really want to get Ederson now just in case he misses a game. I'll probably just keep David Raya, who I know will start two games and, and you know it's probably it could be Raya two games versus Ederson two games, so I think I'd rather use my transfer elsewhere. So very much lean towards Isak to Alvarez with my free transfer this week. Martial, again, I think it's a good punt at this stage of the season. Might be the final time you get the punt on Martial if he does leave the Premier League this summer. Question from Fionn. Fionn has Diaz and Haaland. Who should I get to fill up my city quota? So Fionn is looking for a third city asset. Like I said, because of the current landscape, because the league's almost done, because the FA Cup final and the Champions League final are coming up, I feel like the fringe players might get more game time than the regular guys in these next coming game weeks. In particular, game week 37. So I like Mares, Foden and Alvarez slightly more than De Bruyne, Gundogan and Grealish. Now, it's a lottery. You could go either way with it. You could go Gundogan when he's playing well, scoring goals. Grealish could get significant minutes. De Bruyne might get significant minutes. But I feel like a punt. And that's why I do like Mares. I think Mares is my favourite midfield pick this week if you're buying one. And I do like Alvarez as a punt up front as well. But I would keep Haaland because I think there's a good chance. Again, I think he'll get at least two out of three starts. But I think Haaland, I'm more bullish on his minutes over the others. You know, with all these goals he's scoring, you know, Pep might just let him, you know, play out, you know, 60, 70 minutes in all three games and get as many goals as possible. Uh, and let's face it, he doesn't have to do much, you know, running anyway in that team up front so uh, yeah certainly keep Haaland Mahrez is great for this one and I like Alvarez as well but good luck whatever way you go if you're buying a Manchester City player this week question from Nuff has Kepa definitely lost his place and is Mendy a reasonable replacement basically we don't know you know we really don't know what's going to happen with the goalkeepers what I would say is if you've got a second goalkeeper on your bench that plays even if it's an Everson I would just play Kepa and hope he starts both games. If you've got Kepa and a goalkeeper who doesn't play at all, again, I, I might even just keep Kepa and hope he plays because at this stage of the season, you don't really want to be making goalkeeper transfers. Um, is it the end of the world if you got, if you got a zero pointer from your goalkeeper position? Again, maybe when there's double game week options out there. If you don't have three United players, you could go De Gea, for example, get Ederson and hope he plays both games in 37 even a steal if you don't have triple Brighton. So yeah, it's a tricky one. It really depends on if you've got a second goalkeeper. Now, if you've got a second goalkeeper, play Kepa and hope for the best. If not, you know maybe it does make sense to get a goalkeeper in because having zero points from any position is not ideal. Question from Saints Neil: Who are the most who are the most attractive differentials for the last two game weeks to help you climb the rank? And so again. Manchester City is the best place to go for differentials. If you can nail the right one, even a potential you know, differential captain this week, something like a Mahrez captain, if, if he went off in two games and got you 30, 40 points, that's going to be big for many leagues in overall rank. Anthony at Manchester United, I like. I like De Gea as well because 
because of his recent blunders, a lot of people won't buy him. And also, a lot of people like myself are already tripled up on United, so we can't get De Gea. So De Gea, if he if he managed two clean sheets, you know, 12 to 15 points, that would be quite big, especially if someone like Araya in my team gets a two-pointer. Liverpool's a good place to go as well. Robertson, Gakpo and Jota are options, assuming you already have Trent and Salah. Eze at Crystal Palace and Trossard at Arsenal now that Martinelli is in. There's plenty of differential options out there. Question from the Cupcake. Since Man City rotation is so hard to predict, should we look elsewhere for captaincy? Yeah, I'm very tempted. I am bullish on, on Haaland's minutes. And even if Haaland, I think he starts against Chelsea until you know the league is, is wrapped up. Although it could be wrapped up before that game if Arsenal, uh, I think if they draw or lose to Forest, I think that is the is the league done. But I still fancy Haaland to start against Chelsea. Maybe he gets a rest in the second game, which I think is Brighton. Even if Haaland gets 90 minutes, you know, 110 minutes, it's it's plenty. And we can easily outscore the other options, even a Bruno who gets 180. But it's for me, it is going to be a shootout between Bruno and Haaland. I need to figure that out tonight or tomorrow morning. Do I go for the 180 minutes, most likely, of Bruno, who's got penalties? Or do, do I go for a Haaland who can score five goals in 45 minutes? So probably will end up on the Manchester City man, just on the quality of player and you know playing for the better side, as much as that pains me to say it. But certainly feels like a week where you can look elsewhere. Double Game Week 37, captaincy and transfers. Now, captaincy, first of all, I think, as always, it's got to be a double Game Weeker. Haaland plays Chelsea at home, Brighton away. Bruno and Rashford, if he's fit, play Bournemouth away and Chelsea at home. At the time of recording, I am on Erling Haaland. Doesn't bother me too much if he only gets one start, because that one start could be, like I said, he could score two or three goals easily. And as fantastic as Bruno has been playing for Manchester United in recent weeks, he can have 10 out of 10 performances and he can get two pointers in FPL, which is quite frustrating. He creates a lot of chances, he takes a lot of shots, but you know doesn't always convert it into FPL points. Rashford's illness is probably enough to put me off the captaincy on him. Now I'll start him, but I probably won't captain him. So Haaland at the moment, but I'm going to give Bruno some more thought before the deadline. Elsewhere, not too keen on a Brighton captaincy because one of the games is Manchester City. There was a few questions about triple captaincy this week. Um, you know, who would you play it on if you're playing it this week? And basically, you know, don't don't overthink it too much. Just, you know, do your usual kind of captaincy analysis. Whoever you decide is the best captain for this week, just activate the triple captain on that. It's Again, I think it's Haaland or Bruno comes down to personal preference on that one. And maybe... You know the state of your mini league position or your overall rank. If you're happy with it, you probably go Haaland. If you're chasing, maybe you go Bruno. In terms of transfers, a couple of weeks ago, I was eyeing up in this game week to get Ederson for David Raya, but that's I'm shelving those plans now because I'm I don't want to buy Ederson and then you know Carson or Ortega gets one of the games. So I think my free transfer is better used elsewhere. Rashford could sell him. But given that it's only illness, I think there's a decent chance he could start both games. And even if he doesn't, I'll probably want to have him for game week 38 anyway, which is a good fixture off the top of my head. I think it's Fulham on the final day for Manchester United. I need to double check that. But yeah, I don't want to sell him and then you know want to get him back with a transfer in game week 38. So I'm leaning towards Isak. Get out of my team. You annoyed me during the week. Alvarez comes in for a potential two fixtures this week. And... A game 38 as well. Like I said, I've got two starts out of three for Alvarez. Great. 
If I got three starts out of three, I would be absolutely delighted. So, yeah, I think I'm going to get Alvarez in to go alongside Haaland in my strike force. The other option, roll the transfer for Game Week 38. But like I said, I want to buy a ticket to a double Game Week asset rather than having two frees for the final day. So the team is looking like... Raya, Trent, Shaw, Estupanen in defence, midfield five, McAllister, Matsoma, Salah, Bruno and Rashford up front, Erling Haaland and Alvarez if he comes in for Isak. On the bench, Trippier first sub, Fabian Scheer second sub, Greenwood third sub. So I might give some thought to starting Trippier, but I can't see it because I'm going to start Trent and I'm going to start Shaw and Estupanen because they've got double gimmick factor. So despite his 11-pointer, although... Matoma has been frustrating and I feel like he could be it could be his turn to, to get a bench in soon so maybe he doesn't start both games in a double so there is an argument to start Trippier over Matoma possibly but again probably not going to do that probably just going to leave Trippier on the bench and as a selfish bencher I hope his yellow flag is legitimate and maybe he doesn't play at all Best of luck for the gaming folks and have a great weekend. I'll be back with another episode on Monday at midday to preview the final game week of the season. There will be just one episode next week as I'm heading to Portugal on Wednesday for a wedding. I'll be enjoying the final game week of the season in the sun with a much needed beer or two. Also, before I go, if any of you are in Glasgow tomorrow, Saturday, there is an FPL meetup. We're going to be in Sportsters Bar in Merchant City. If you're around, pop in. We'll be there for the Tottenham game, which is the early kickoff. We'll be playing a couple of games of pool during the Gillette Soccer Saturday and then we'll be watching Forest Arsenal in the evening. If you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to support me as a full-time FPL content creator, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash FPL general where you get lots of extra content or you can simply buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash FPL general. Wishing you all a big fat green arrow in Double Game Week 37 and I'll talk to you again on Monday. Podcast Network.